Hi friends, welcome to Mother and More, a podcast with me, Caitlin Soule. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm a wife and a mom to three kiddos. I am passionate about helping people make the changes they want to or need to make so that they can live their best life. I'm on a mission to modernize therapy, talk about mental health, motherhood, and really just life in a way that's real and helpful. In my journey to doing so, I will share stories from my own experience and tools and skills that I teach my clients in my clinical practice in hopes that you feel a little bit more inspired to lean in, to deal with the tough stuff, and revel in this beautiful, messy thing called life. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Mother and More. This episode is kicking off a two-part series, so fancy, I know, um, about Father's Day. And I wanted to actually release it on Father's Day, but I didn't get a chance to pull it all together. So a week late is better late than never, right? Um, The first episode, which I'm going to share today, is just going to be me talking about um, my favorite things about my dad and my relationship with my dad. And then the second episode, which I will release on Sunday is a really is going to be a a hopefully fun and you never know what you're going to get interview with my husband about what it's like for him to be a dad and his experience of being a dad um and we're going to record that while we're on vacation this week we're going down to um san luis obispo or actually pismo beach on a family camping trip it should be interesting um wish us luck anyway um three kids sleeping in a trailer no it'll be fun and always an adventure right so first I want to talk about um you know why I wanted to do this series obviously it was Father's Day but a lot of the things that I talk about have to do with being a mom and being a woman and I love that that's what I'm here for it's so much of why I wanted to start this podcast, right? But I think it would be strange not to honor the other really, you know, the sort of like the other side of things or our, not the other side, but sort of like our, our partner in this. And um, me being the kind of mom I am or the kind of parent I am is fully um, attached to and affected by the kind of father that my husband is and the way that I was raised by my dad. So such important parts of who I am today and what my mission is really in life and as a parent and as a person. So I want to be really honest about my struggle with kind of thinking about this episode and deciding to actually record it is that I kind of held back because I was worried or sort of insecure about this idea that people might um, feel badly after hearing this episode. Maybe they don't have a very strong relationship with their dad or they somehow might feel hurt. And I never want this podcast to be a pain point. Um, I want it to be a, a thing that makes you think or reflect or maybe inspires you. But this is reflective of my truth and my truth only, that my father... Um, you know, next to my mom has been the greatest, one of the greatest influencers in my life, probably the greatest influencer in my life. And he continues to be a guidepost for me, always offering these honest, sometimes too honest, um, you know, guidance, support, and love. And when I realized that behind my hesitation to share 
um, or what was behind my hesitation to share about my relationship with my dad was this like fear of sounding sort of quote air quotes too good or too fairy ish it kind of solidified the fact that I actually needed to share it and here's why um, we're in a culture right now that's big on vulnerability and I'm a big big advocate of that as you know and talking about vulnerability and what it means to be vulnerable um, and somehow I think uh, vulnerability and has sort of been like pigeonholed into only talking about hurtful things or painful things or the hard stuff and that's just not true it's also about sharing the beautiful things too and the parts of life that are uplifting and light and freeing um, so while of course no relationship is perfect and um, me and my dad have, all, have had our moments in time but um, We've had a fairly uncomplicated and very positive relationship. So today I want to I want to honor vulnerability, the other side of vulnerability, the equally important side of vulnerability um by sharing some things about my dad and our relationship um that have that I've appreciated so deeply and greatly and that have um really made me who I am today um and Um, share some things about him that I honor not just as my dad but as a person and that I hope to be able to follow suit in. So maybe this will resonate with you or maybe it won't but I hope that it makes you remember to celebrate the relationships in your life that have created strong foundations for you to stand on and grow and if you don't have those to be able to create them for yourself or your children or the important people in your life. All right, so I'm going to get into that in a minute. I'm going to share the top seven things that I love or have honored or, um, you know, found inspiration in when it comes to my father. His name is Dan. Coming up. Okay, so a little background info on my dad. It's kind of hard to summarize other than just saying that he's worn many, many hats throughout his life. He um, was a great baseball player. He graduated from the University of California at Berkeley where he played baseball and boxed and then went on to become a police officer and a couple years later decided to make a change um, and become a firefighter in San Francisco. And then while he was a firefighter and newly married to my mom, he decided um, that he loved that, but there was also another part of his, um, as he explains it, another part of him that he felt like his needs weren't getting met and, and he wanted to challenge himself a little bit more, um, I think on the intellectual level. So he went to law school at night while having young babies and became a lawyer. So my dad, my whole life was a full-time firefighter in San Francisco. We lived about, we grew up about an hour north of San Francisco. So he commuted to the city for the days that he was at the firehouse and then a full-time attorney in his own practice in Santa Rosa. So he literally like, he literally did it all and I don't know how, um, but he, it's fair to say is very driven, uh, some might say type A, um, and just really clearly has a hard time sitting still. Um, so that's a little bit about my dad. Uh, there really isn't anything in life that he wanted to do. I don't think that he didn't at least give a try or take a shot at, and I admire him for that so much. Um, but I'm going to get into that a little bit more when I go into these things. So the first thing 
I want to say that I love most about my dad, which I kind of just talked about, is that he seemed to do it all and and be there for it all. Everyone kind of, I think, when they're a little girl, thinks that their dad's a hero, um, at least if you had a healthy relationship or a healthy situation. And for sure, I thought that my dad was a hero. And his job was being a firefighter, so that fit well, right? Um, so in his job, he, I think... Um, it's fair to say was really well respected um, and always showed up and could be relied upon both as a firefighter and as an attorney. Also in our life though, like he seemed to somehow while holding down two full-time jobs, like he was the boys baseball coach. He took me to figure skating practice in the morning. When he wasn't at the firehouse, he was home for dinner every night and um, you know, also took care of the property at home and just like was always there somehow for us. And now when I think about it, I actually feel exhausted for him because I'm a parent of three small children and I work part-time and my husband works full-time and we're just trying to figure it all out. And I'm like, man, how did he do all that? Right? I don't know. The second thing I love most about my dad is his life lessons that he always seems to find these opportunities to teach or always did find these opportunities to teach us as children some of the most important things about life from a young age actually and my first remembrance of this was when I was four years old and my mom's dad my grandpa my paternal wait maternal grandma grandpa I can't talk um passed away and my mom was with my grandpa at the hospital when it happened and she called home to tell my dad that he had passed and me and my brothers were standing there when he got the phone call and we were just kind of I remember like looking up at my dad like what happened and I could kind of hear my mom crying in the background on the phone and my dad walked us over to this big window in our house and um it was like a you know perfectly dark sky with stars everywhere we lived out in the country um and he had us look up at the stars and he had his arm around me I remember probably my brothers too but I was the littlest at the time and and he told us that um that when people die or when they pass that they're still with us and around us and that if we look up into the stars we can always see them and be with them and feel them in our heart and I remember him literally pointing to a star and at that time that's exactly what I needed to hear is that grandpa wasn't fully gone that he was still around us and with us and in us and it just made sense to me as a child and I've tried to explain death in a similar way now to my girls because we've experienced some um uh, family members who have passed, um, and I, I think I like literally stole my dad's words, but I remember it just like resonating so well with me, and it has throughout my whole life. Um, in fact, I I grew up going to Catholic school, and for me, that explanation of death, like I I hope I I love for people who that resonates with, and going to a literal physical heaven I think that's beautiful and I think whatever you believe in that makes you that makes you feel better or feel comfort or what feels like it's true for you is is true because it's true for you but for me that never resonated but what does is this idea that people that we lose are still with us all around us in us and in the sky and in the earth and in our experiences and in our dreams so I thank my dad for that one because it set me up to 
have an understanding or my own understanding at a young age of death and then kind of continue to grapple with that throughout life and I'll bring it back to my own children. So the third thing that I want to point that I want to talk about with my dad is his principles. And I think that like I I've heard a couple people say this to me um is that you know, I think it was another fire retired firefighter and he said your dad is one of the most principled men I've ever met. And and I was like, yeah, I mean, now that I'm older, I can, I can really see that. Um, some of the guiding principle or the principles that I think have guided him throughout his life is family first, courage, loyalty, and dependability. That's what I think of when I think of my dad. Um, almost everything he did, or not almost everything he did, seemed to put us first or my mom first. And that's just what I know to be true. And that allowed us to always feel safe and comforted and know that even though my dad had a really dangerous job and and it was and still is my husband's a firefighter and I knew that he would always that he somehow he was doing it for us and that he would always put us first um and that he would be there for us whenever he could courage I mean that's a huge one I mean my dad has led his life with courage almost every I mean like I said earlier he's almost tried or done everything that he set out to want to and I know that takes courage you have to be willing to risk failing or embarrassing yourself or messing up and while it seems like to others that my dad hasn't failed at many things I know that he has had his own personal failures or own like personal regrets because we all do and that takes courage um also in in the job he did um he worked at the busiest um, fire station in the nation at the time, and maybe it still is rescue one, um, in San Francisco. And like the stories that we heard growing up and hear now of, of the risks he took to help others is pretty amazing. And of course, as most firefighters are humble, they don't talk a lot about the risks they took. Um, but I hear stories from other people And it just, it amazes me, the courage alone that it takes to do that job and that he had to do that job year after year, day after day, night after night, sleepless night after night, and, and, and to, uh, still find a way to show up for us. It's pretty amazing. Loyalty. He's always done what he said he's going to do and, and said what he means. Like if my dad says he's going to do something, he does it. If he says something, he sticks with his word and um that has a that has been something that I aspire to in my own life as well and that I don't think I always do as great of a job as he does but I um I aspire to be somebody who is loyal and dependable I mean I think let me back up I think I'm loyal but being dependable in the way that he was um I think is almost impossible like I don't think my dad has I'm sure he's and maybe he would disagree, but it feels like he hasn't ever wavered from his word. Um, and I just know that, that that's hard, right? The other thing I admire so much about my dad, and maybe this is part, um, part of where I got it from, but, um, my daughter's joining me in this conversation now. Hi, Alex. Um, the life of trying to podcast from home. My dad is a natural born counselor, meaning like 
it's not like obviously hasn't been his job, but he has always been the one that the family goes to or other people go to for advice in really difficult situations. And by nature of being an attorney, that's just kind of like what he does, right? He does um, wills and trusts and estate planning for people. And oftentimes they're calling him after a, after a loved one has passed and they're in really deep, hard, difficult situations. But beyond that, um, his friends and family have just come to him for advice and guidance because he always seems to tell the truth in a way that people can hear it in a way that feels constructive and helpful. And how that applies for me personally is, well, it's applied to me in in many different instances, but this one that stands out the most is I was, when I was about in my mid twenties, I'll just say that. And I had been living in Southern California and working and really had my first like real serious relationship or my first love and whatever the heck you want to call it. And it was turning out to be a not so good situation. Um, I'll just say that. And I was really struggling to find myself again. And I was getting lost in this relationship and was feeling heartbroken as things were coming to an end, but they needed to come to an end. And, um, it was my choice for things to come to an end, but it was just still really hard. And I remember that like feeling of just, uh, just like that heaviness in my heart and just that like feeling of failure or the feeling of being lost, like what's next. And I came home to visit my parents and we were sitting out on the back deck. And I just remember my dad has this way of like anyone who knows him and my siblings know, like, you know, when he wants to talk about something serious, there's like a certain way he approaches things that you can just tell. And you're like, okay, here it comes. Um, and even though maybe sometimes it feels a little bit like, uh, like, okay, you, it's just that, like that breath before, you know, you're about to have a really difficult conversation. Um, you also know that you're going to end up leaving that conversation feeling better than, than you did when you came into it. So in this case, my dad just like had this way of, of phrasing things or wording things and approaching it that really made me remember who I was in my own heart and what I really wanted out of life. And, um, you know, he said some things that he told me some like kind of hard, but honest truths, like maybe what life would look like if I ended up staying with this person and what my life might look like. And, you know, that he wanted more for me and he knew that I wanted more for myself. And, that moment, like hearing that from my own father and the way that wasn't like mean or spiteful against the other person, but in a way that was just reflective of an honest, like truth that he had, um, or, or wisdom that he had about life and his truth about what he hoped for, for me and what he knew that ultimately I would want for myself. Um, and I just needed to be reminded of that in that moment And, um, I think at one point he said, like, remember who you are. And he said in our, my last time, my last name was O'Donnell at the time, at the time, my maiden name. And he said, remember who you are, you're an O'Donnell. And that was just like, it sounds, it might sound cheesy to anyone who's listening, but to me it was like, yeah, that's right. I am like, what am I doing? Why am I allowing myself to sink in this? Like I deserve better. So that was that was, this is obviously vulnerable for me to share this story, but that was probably one of the most like 
monumental moments in my relationship with my dad where he showed up and was able to counsel or guide me in a way that really affected me that has still affected me and um, determined the direction of my life in in many ways the last oh the second to last thing I want to share which I think is is so cool and so inspirational is the way in which he's aging because of course we're all aging and he's aging too Um, although it seems it seems sometimes it's shocking to me um, because my dad, it seems like he, I don't know, it seems like he can't age, he can't get old, and that he's always, I'm always, I'm always going to think of him as this, like, strong young man, um, and though, like time does, it's passing and he is aging, and yet he has this determination to live life instead of watch life pass him by. And I admire that so much. Um, you know, he could have easily thrown in the towel and like doing things that are courageous or moving his body after 30 years of being a firefighter in one of the busiest rescue squads in the nation and being a lawyer, but he continues to choose to grow. And I say choose to grow because it is a choice. Um, by doing the things he loves and keeping his mind and body active. So currently, um, for instance, like he's still practicing law, um, pretty much full time. He then also has, um, right after he retired from the fire department, he started taking up the hobby of roping. So he loves horses. He always has been like a city boy that aspired to be a cowboy. So when he was in his young twenties, they moved up to the country, him and my mom and got some horses and, um, he like being a cowboy I think has been always like his uh like his dream or or one of his passions and and he might laugh at that because I don't think he like considers himself a cowboy but but we all do so he loves to rope and at how does he 69 oh my goodness um he still ropes like three or four times a week and he's had ankle replacements and this and that and he still does it um he doesn't want to stop doing the things that he loves just because he's getting old. And even though his body is sometimes telling him to stop, um, I think he's determined to keep going. I just hope, side note, dad, if you're listening and I hope you do, um, that he, that he, and I think he does, knows when to give himself breaks too. Because I think if there's anything, as I'm sharing all this great stuff about my dad, is that he, um, has a hard time slowing down, sitting down, resting. And, um, that, that I hope for him is that he knows that it's okay to rest and take breaks sometimes. Um, and then continuing to be a lawyer and allowing his, um, his mind to continue to grow and change as he learns new things and deals with new situations. Um, I know that he'll probably be getting close to retiring soon from that, but I also know that he'll never throw in the towel on learning and experiencing life, and I admire that way of aging so much. Lastly, and I think most importantly to where, to who, to where I am now in life is the kind of grandpa he is. I mean, these kids we have, he has five grandchildren and my two girls, and I know my son, even though he's a baby, like just like look up to him so much. And he not only like, is he just like, he's more than just your typical grandpa role. Like he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll play with them and, you know, let them, let them help him feed the horses or swim with them and do stuff around their house with him. But he'll actually like, if I'm in a bind at work or, 
um, the babysitter can't help or my mom or my mother-in-law can't like he'll come and he'll pick up the kids and he'll take them places one of their favorite things to do together which we never take our kids to McDonald's but my dad takes them to the drive-thru at McDonald's and actually lets them play in those gross little play areas lovely right but like that's that's okay because I just love that they're getting those memories with their grandpa and not only does he do the fun stuff with them but he also teaches them things about life and hard work and dedication um and I think he's I know he's really committed just almost as committed to being a great grandpa as he was and is to being a great father so for all those reasons I love and admire my own father so much and I've had I've been blessed to have this beautiful relationship with my dad that has um that has that has created sort of like my idea well first of all that has that has made me who I am and second of all that has um created my idea of what of what it should look like to be a really good parent um and and just been this person that I continue to look up to and hope to be able to make proud throughout my life so thank you dad for being who you are and for laying the foundation for all of us to grow and continue to grow okay guys um thanks for listening and allowing me to share my very personal story about my own relationship with my dad And I can't wait to share next week's episode with you where I interview my husband. Um, Now I have little Mia here with me. They're all coming in. um, Where I share my relationship with my husband and and how he is as a dad to our three kiddos and what his experience has been like. So cheers. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Um, It's a great week to honor the things that are beautiful and uncomplicated and easy and joyful, not just the things that are hard. So cheers to you all, and I'll talk to you. I'll be with you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Mother and More. If you like what you heard here, please take a moment to go on iTunes and subscribe. Either write a review or share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram with which episode you liked and maybe what you got from it. My Instagram name is at mother underscore more. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested in finding out more about the kind of work I do or even working with me one-on-one via remote or in-person sessions, you can check out my website, which is therapywithcaitlin.com. Cheers. Thank you.